0: This is Look West, a podcast from California's Assembly Democrats. Today, we honor nine individuals who exemplify the true spirit of our Latino culture and heritage.
1: Welcome to 2018 Achievement in Arts and Entertainment honoree, Cheech Marin.
2: We'll never be able to read the unweave that Latino thread in the Southwest and, and now in other parts of the country because we are part and one of the main threads of the cultural fabric, and have been.
0: Today's keynote speaker
1: is an American cartoonist and the author of La Cucaracha. Members, please welcome Mr. Lala Alcavez.
0: That's the job of a Saturdays is to try yeah. to really bring humor to uh, horrible situations, you know.
1: Hi, I'm Wendy Carrillo. I'm the assembly member from Los Angeles representing East LA Assembly District 51. (laughs) We are at the Citizen Hotel here in Sacramento at our state's capital, and this is the Look West podcast. With me today in this episode of Look West are Cheech Marin, notable for his previous work in movies and now established as a preeminent Chicano art advocate and syndicated political cartoonist Lalo Alcaraz. Lalo is a past recipient of the Latino Spirit Awards and this year's keynote speaker. Cheech is one of the twenty eighteen recipients and he is being recognized for achievement in arts and entertainment. What about that? Welcome to Ooh, Look West, I'm guys. Okay.
0: Man. I can't believe they're barely giving it to you, Cheech. Yeah, barely. Really. Barely. You know what? They tr- they try stuff out on me. Yes. They experiments. <laughs> I got it the second year. Well, it it, it
2: does cut out 150 hours of my court mandated community service. So,
1: you know, it's <laughs> a win win. I'm so glad that we're able to help you out with that. Thank you. That's good. <laughs>
0: help each other out, you know. Come I have out. some parking tickets. Oh well, yeah.
1: let's talk, uh, talk post I'll, I'll post podcast post podcast. But you are the keynote this year lalo yes what are you going to talk about what are you addressing
0: well with my (laughs) two and a half minute speech that i'm allowed Mm -hmm. uh, i'm gonna be uh you know uh i'm doing an espresso shot before (laughs) and trying to get everything out uh it's basically a roll call of uh who's getting the award i think it's should be about the honorees they're all awesome uh, you know, going to try to lighten the mood a little bit. And, uh, you know, not, not, nothing too heavy. As he does every day. Right? There's, you know, there's armed armed police there, so what, yeah, yeah. what am I supposed to do? It's, it's interesting to hear
1: Lalo lighten the mood because you follow him on Twitter or Facebook, there's nothing light about what you post or that's about what right. you write about uh, because oh. everything is so heavy with, like, the politics of our nation. Well, it is. I mean,
0: that's that's the job of a satirist is to try yeah. to really bring humor to uh, horrible situations, you know, and I think, I, I, I hope that uh, I'm following in the, the the great footsteps of Chicano and and Mexican uh, satirists, you know, I mean, I think we have a tradition of that. There aren't very that.
1: many, though. You kind of like spearheaded that trajectory for a lot of young artists across our country.
0: Well, yeah, and I'm sitting next to one of them right here, one of the very young artists right to my right. (laughs) And, uh, you know, because I think it comes from um, the Mexican and Latin American tradition of laughing at your horrible life uh, because, uh, you know, that's all you got. You know, laughing is free, right? And mocking your situation is a way to kind of, You know, manage your situation, and I I try to bring that in every aspect of my work, and especially even on Twitter. I'm 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 an early adopter of technology, uh, and I'm I'm trying to stay relevant. Uh, And then you know, always throwing down with too many people on Twitter. I spent too much time online. You know,
2: well, the more you laugh, the the more you understand the problem. (laughs) That's that's an indication.
1: That's very true. And what about you, Cheesh? Like you've had a a long career of, of being at the forefront of Latino, Chicano, artistry, films. We know you from your films uh, Cheech and Chong. And you asked me earlier where I'm from. Probably. So East L.A., proud. Suppose, went to, yeah. Went to Roosevelt R- High School. R- R- That's right. So how do you see yourself in this whole conversation about who we are as a community, our identity politics, and what's happening across uh, this country mm-hmm.
2: now? I, I try to be kind of embody what I think what I think and then don't, don't talk about it too much. You know, I, I'm fortunate enough to make films or TV shows or write or, or champion different causes and it's really apparent in, in the work because I write my own stuff is, is, is how I feel just like you. I mean, you want to know how I feel? <laughs> look at his strip or look at my movies. It's exactly, the, you know, what we, what we do. But we, we cloak it and, and, and present it with artistry. And that's, that's a very important aspect. Anybody can go out and stand on a soapbox to shout. But if you get captured, capture their attention by some means of artistry, it's, it really entwines them and, it, and it speaks uh, 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 coherently to uh-huh. what the problem is. Uh-huh.
1: Born in East L.A. is one of my favorite movies. Yeah,
2: me too. <laughs> <You know?
1: laughs>
2: no, it really is. I really like it. I mean, it was, it, it was a, another force worked through me when I was working that. There was really stuff that went on during the making of that movie that I, scared me sometimes, you know. I, I, when I was writing the movie, I, I was writing this one scene where the, the guys meet in this alley and blah, blah, blah. And, and while I was writing, I was picturing it. And I'm picturing what it, what it looked like, what it smelled like, how many people were there, and blah blah. When the, and then when we were making the film, the location manager came and said, "I want to show you this part where we can do this scene," and it was exactly, exactly <laughs> like I pictured it in my mind. The colors of the wainscoting, and the turquoise, the the uh, clotheslines. And I was "Well, okay, this is meant to be. And just just get out of the way and just do
1: it it's real life coming into the film or coming into art or yeah, vice yeah. versa that's
0: what art is i, I was <laughs> i was um lucky enough to uh be able to go to the screening at the uh academy oh and it yeah. was the 30 year anniversary wow. right wow. Uh, of of um born in east la yeah. and it was just amazing to kind of see it with fresh eyes mm-hmm. and with like Cheech across the aisle, <laughs> <Oprah>. I mean it <laughs> was crazy.
2: It, it was it could have been made today. Yeah. yeah. I mean it's the exact same problems and the same but yeah. the thing that Lalo and I have in common or our Artists, a uh, distinctive artist, have in common is the way they present it and the rhythm that they present it and the tone and the, the the palette that they use, you know. And I I could see that when I made my own first movie, that all those elements were there, you know. I'd been developing them and other stuff. Like, you, you know, you work through where you have to get to uh, writing every day or, uh, yeah. I,
0: every mean, day. I mean, I, I tell young artists, you know, be yourself, but mainly don't let people tell you no, you know, because I like when I was. When I was young, I grew up in San Diego in the 70s. Oh. And it was an awful place to grow up. What was, was that
1: like? Super
0: conservative. It- oh, okay. And, you know, San Diego is a city that's, bo- that's like, on the border and in denial that it's on the border <laughs> with Mexico, you know? And so it's. I just spoke down there and they told me, like, you know, we have a lot of students at, at this uh, certain community college. They said, they're embarrassed to be Mexican. I'm like, it's 2018. What? What, what do you got was- embarrassed? What's, what's left, you know? Right. But um, the that's That's the kind of environment that I grew up against and and butting my head against uh to you know that 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 forced me you right. know to have that chip on my shoulder. Yeah. I told somebody I'm working with now at at Nickelodeon like mm-hmm. we had lunch with some of the executives, and yeah. I'm like, I still have the chip <laughs> on my shoulder and they, they got scared they're yeah, like, oh no, are you okay you know' <laughs> like. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna terrorize you. I'm, I'm gonna use that anger. It's like having Chile, you know, in your food. Yeah, yeah.
1: You use it, it. Depends how much Chile it's, you're eating. Exactly. Yeah, it, yeah, you are the Chile. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> we are at the Citizen Hotel, and this is the Look West podcast. What, a, what does it feel like to you to be here in our, in our state's capital at the the evening before the Latino Spirits Award?
2: What's well, nice at this hotel
0: because they have political cartoons in every room. Mm-hmm. Have you been in your room yet? Uh, no, but I just noticed right here, because I stepped up and dropped my bag up on this couch behind me, and uh, a cartoonist that I know, yeah. uh, knew, Rex Babin, who yeah. passed away tragically. He was for the Sacramento Bee. Uh-huh. And uh, the last time I was here, I think, possibly after the Latino Spirit Awards mm-hmm. when I, I got in 2004, was the Association of American Editorial Cartoonists Convention... Mm-hmm. And we came here, and, and I forgot, you know, like, like yeah, we're at a state capitol. Political cartoons yeah. are awesome. These are the original drawings that are in These the room. These here? No, no, one's in the room, at least in my room.
1: Oh, okay. uh, well, you <laughs> got the, no, the, the, the fancy the room with the original
0: cartoons.
1: us let's. I love that you brought that up, because I would love to know, Lalo, your process on how you come into creating the cartoons, because they're so timely, and you've often talked about the letters that you get from the fans that are both positive and negative and how they've tried to take you off syndication in several newspapers across the country. But what is that process like for you when you think about creating something?
0: Well, uh, when Chich was talking about earlier about, uh, we were talking about Born in East L.A. and how, you know, like the work kind of, some pieces that you do stand will stand the test of time yeah, yeah. and uh, i i i am not saying that my cartoons are great they stand the test of time but i do they sometimes they are great they will stand the test of time That's well thank right. you That's well right. somebody said I, dis- I did a for <laughs> the <a>, <laughs> record chief uh, yeah. you know when i was in college <laughs> but you know i mean like say for instance the prop 187 era in yeah. 1994 oh, yeah. which is a really nasty anti-immigrant era which presaged all this stuff that we're going on through now on steroids on a national level, mm-hmm, you know, yeah. uh, uh, and and not just against Mexican immigrants, but against everyone. Everyone. all immigrants, Faith-based. and and you know, yeah, and legal immigrants, as they say, I'm doing the air quotes with my fingers, <laughs> but um, you know, I look back to cartoons from from that, and again, it's just as if I just drew it the day before, and we're still going through some still of the same stuff. stuff.
2: How
0: did you know? I, you know, it's it's constant it's a
2: constant battle it it, we, it, it moves forward at a, sometimes a fast pace but in glacial terms yeah. you know i mean it's it's a glacier It's just keep moving. and you could stand in the way of it i wouldn't yeah because it's going to move like a glacier you know you know but what i i see is it's spreading to all all parts of the uh, parts of the country. I was in Topeka, Kansas a couple weeks ago, and the Topeka, Kansas ha- populates 174,000. There are more Mexican restaurants than there are McDonald's. <laughs> in yeah, Topeka, Pe- Topeka,
1: Kansas. 50 yeah.
2: Mexican restaurants in Topeka, Kansas. Wow. So that tells you something.
1: Yeah,
2: And they're good. And they're good. <laughs> a lot of them are.
1: <laughs> well, uh, let's, let me ask you this then, hey. Cheech. Um, you've now become a curator mm. of Chicano art, in fact, starting yes. a Chicano museum, uh-huh. a Chicano art museum uh-huh. at, correct me if I'm wrong, UC Riverside? Uh,
2: no, it's a, the town of Riverside. And uh,
1: then The town of Riverside. Yeah. And it's very similar in terms of, like, how does our community, one, look at p- your political cartoons, Lalo, but also Chicano art, mm-hmm. and how this type of art tells the story of our community, our people here in the United States. Well, it does.
2: You just have to have a place to tell that story. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been collecting Chicano art since 1985. And I've been touring the collection since that time, and in that time we've played over 50 museums uh, with a private collection, which is unheard of, because they, they don't want to do that. The uh-huh. museums, they, you know, they have restrictions against that. Or they, and, But my argument was always, uh, well, I have this collection because you don't. And there was no, mm-hmm. there was no comeback to that, you know. Well, now, we have this one, no, we do not even have, Do we sell that? No. How
1: did you even start, though? Like, what, what was the draw to that? Are you a hoarder? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Chicano it's art a very hoarder. very
2: fine line between collector and hoarder, man. <laughs> You know, really? You know, you know, I was, I was an obsessive collector since I can remember, whether it was, uh, marbles or matchbook covers or baseball cards or can I had a thing a codification a gene that wanted to order them and collect the whole set that was that was it and so when I got to Chicano Art I, I realized that these, this was a great school of painting these painters were really good because I'd seen good painting all my life and I started when I was 11 years old going to libraries and taking out all the art books Okay, Cezanne. Okay, he's cool. Uh, Miro. Oh yeah, and I uh, the history of Western art. So when I the the gap in my knowledge was contemporary art. So I started going around to West Side galleries in LA, and I discovered that was they were showing Chicanos. So these guys are really good. I mean, these these artists, you know, and why aren't they getting any traction? You know, so I started. Buying their art and, and, and uh, being an obsessive collector and having a job at the same time, <laughs> you know, and Uh-oh. then having fame in order to uh, 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 proselytize for it. As, and people to pay start.
1: like artists for their work too.
2: You know, you know, not as much they want.
1: So I like, once in a while, you know, help me out
2: here. I'm helping you. You help me. You know, but 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 at the end of the day, and as I got. Towards the end of collecting, which I'm kind of at right now, is that, is that uh, I kind of dawned on me what I'm doing this for, you know. And I and I and I, when I realize that I'm doing it in order to share it with everybody, well, what is the best? I could tour around forever, but, you know, I'm not going to live forever. But, but and then this museum dropped out of the sky, I you know? said, so, okay, well, and I'm, I'm convinced that if your motives are pure, good things will happen to you.
1: When I was little. We my parents didn't have a lot of money and so my dad and my mom would take my sisters and I to all the different parks around what is now the district that I represent. Really? And the beautiful part about East LA and all of like the east side communities like Boyle Heights and Lincoln Heights are all the murals that exist. It was once LA was once known as the mural capital of the world. And my dad once told me, you know miha, the thing about murals is that you don't need to go inside any building to see them, but they tell a story of our mm-hmm. people. And the same thing with the Chicano art that you've been curating for so many years. And it tells a narrative of, of social justice, inequity, uh, whether it's education, immigration, health care, you know, just who we are. But That
2: is the start of where all these artists start off. I mean, typical Chicano artists, they are politically involved when they first started, and, they give, and it's news from the front. You know, it's comments on their society and their neighborhood and what's happening. And they all, all move off into their own... Artistic concerns, you know, they don't necessarily stay in that political world. But every new generation that comes starts at the same point. They give you new news from the front, and then they go on and they're all whatever they're going to do in artistic, but it keeps regenerating itself, you know. There's, we're in our, coming into the fifth generation of, of Chicano artists that are out there doing specifically Chicano art.
1: Well, this is the Look West podcast, and I'm here with Lalo Alcaraz and Chich Marin. We are at the Citizen Hotel. And now I want to ask, Mm -hmm. in the perspective of art and politics, what's the spectrum that you see yourself in that role when it comes to the advocacy for our community, especially right now?
0: Lalo, you got it. (laughs) Um, You know, I mean, sometimes I feel like, you know, I'm I'm throwing the rock, and sometimes I feel like the rock, (laughs) you know? Like I'm in the river and things are going by me, and I try to reach out and with my little rock arms and grab, <laughs> grab a little and bit of the arms. current. You know, sometimes I do want to go off and do my thing. I mean, I, I, uh, I find, like, I carry my mission with me um, because uh, a lot of my work has always been about uh, representation in media. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, the, you know I've been, I've been lucky to be able to, you know, actually, you know, Cheech and I worked on Coco, yeah. uh, uh, you know, Amazing, uh, uh, Coco. Did, uh, uh, yes. uh, Cheech did, did a voice, and I, I did an additional voice. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> very, very crucial part of the movie, as but, well as, yeah. uh, but also as, as consulting and and. and you know helping pixar get it right you know which yeah. which they were they were already on their way to get it they
2: right were, but they were interested in doing that before you have companies that were doing some kind of and they weren't really interested in their not not a, not a brown facing and not, story, not, right? they want to
1: add from. your name but not really take you into consideration right
2: well, well the truth of the situation or the depth of the situation rather than a superficial mm-hmm. uh, understanding of it you want to have you know i was talking earlier but and I said when you speak when what you're doing is authentic, people realize it right away. Okay. I mean, they recognize it right away. And that, that and that boys you to go ahead and do whatever you're going to do because you have that authenticity that people expect of you and you expect of yourself. So, you know, and when if you're not authentic, you hear it right away.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I, I can, I hear sometimes like writing for, you know, Brown characters that, and sometimes the writers are brown, and they just it just does not ring yeah, yeah. true, you know. Yeah. Like if you watch Coco, I mean, we told them, you know, as I was also a cultural consultant on the film, and uh, we agitated every time we see the movie. It's like more Spanish, more Spanish. You're you're gonna thank us later, and then and and don't don't translate it. Don't do. The what what they used to yeah, do yeah, yeah, in the yeah. in the nineties, hermano my brother, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like we used, to, we used to, you can watch any of those eighties Cholo movies and they like translate the it's like watching Dora the Explorer, you know that's at the Chola, true. you
1: know. It's absolutely true. <laughs> yeah. And,
0: and so and then, you know, people reviewed the movie like in in mar- Marveling about there's big pieces of chunks of Spanish in this film that are not translated. It makes it just feel like sorry, Natural. like yeah, like, like... Authentic. Yeah. And, you know, my expertise was, you know, helping... A, I took on the project because I want, I knew that this movie going to last for generations. Uh, and I want my kids and their kids uh, yeah. to, to uh, see a movie that, that's done right, you so know? So touching. And, really? and, yeah. Such and, a good
2: movie. Yeah. Know, so
0: good.
1: It's,
2: it's such an intelligent... Not only artistically rendered, wonderful. It was a beautiful look out, but the, the, the plot twist that it took, it was like... <gasps> In an animated movie, uh-huh. You mean and it, it touched everybody in the theater that I was first saw it at. You know, really, and you can tell those times when, when, when an audience embraces the movie in live in a theater, man, like whoa, it's, it really touches people. They're not sitting home with their earphones on, and you know. It's, it's a communal experience. I
1: know. saw it multiple times in English and in Spanish. Yeah, I yeah. took friends. I took my family. It was wonderful. I think my favorite was probably in Spanish because I, I felt
0: like it. They say it's like the perfect movie. You yeah. Know, because yeah. It's, uh, although, you know, the Spanish is 30% busier, you know, more, more words. So yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the poor voice actors <laughs> are like, you know, trying to fit in all the Spanish dialogue.
2: But you, you, you understand it from the context. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm walking down the street with my guitar. It doesn't need a translation, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like... The
1: grandma throwing the chancla doesn't yeah. need a translation. So, you know.
0: <laughs> but but that, that's the kind of stuff that I've, I've been uh, on my next phase of, you know. Uh, although, you know, and Cheech knows, I mean. But Cheech was in there uh, early on trying, the you olden know. olden days. Making, <laughs> when you were a fetus, yeah. making, you know, movies with Chicano characters back in the day... And then also there's the rest of us, you know, trying to, to get into Hollywood, do one way or another. And, you know, all our friends at LATC is the the, the L.A. Theater Center. All the Chicano art, actors and stuff, That man, those are the ground troops that they have been, you know, just trying to, you know, make a career, scratch out a career in Hollywood. And, you know, the glaciers finally moving, you know, in our direction. And uh, it, it's just amazing. But... I'm I'm lucky to be able to, to, to make a dent, you know, in the glacier. Finally, you know, I'm a late bloomer.
2: Yeah, well,
1: that's, that's good for
2: you. <laughs> well, you're a young kid too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so i have known Lalo. When you first launched your show, um, Bocho Hour of Power," was one of his first guests. Actually, I, love radio.
2: <laughs> I, love, I do
0: love radio. Yeah. Way Chichi's back been on twice. 100%. Way back
1: in two what? Two thousand six, two thousand five, maybe. Yeah. That was when we did that show. Yeah. Uh, your radio show for Potro yeah. Power, and I was just showing you, Cheech, a photo of us in two thousand nine uh, in Boyle Heights. There's
2: only people here. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but you know, I was I was one. I was so excited at the time um, to meet you both because your work and your political cartoons like touched me in terms mm-hmm. of like the as a young Chicana growing up in East LA, like to see the stories of my community be represented that way. And your films, your films were just like, I felt like it told the story of my cousins and yeah. my family and, like, everybody that I knew <laughs> in my neighborhood. Teach was
0: <laughs> a documentary. Yeah, that, was, that was the intent,
2: too. I mean, you know, we, we picked yeah. those locations specifically. You know, we yeah just get us a house when no, when,
1: like, yeah. when the character of Paul Rodriguez gets confused <laughs> and like he's talking there's like an answering machine but yeah. he thinks it's like or I think like it's
2: Jesus a lenticular <laughs> an um, I, I remember when I wrote that man I laughed out loud when I was That's writing oh this is this is gonna be
1: great
2: <laughs> oh really you know when there's a funny scene i like I hope it's really great because I think it's really great yeah and and, and, and and it plays you know it just plays and plays and it's
1: like no matter when you see it yeah. like it, yeah. You know, years ago or now, like it still resonates. It still yeah, makes sense because it's authentic. Yeah,
2: it has, speaks with authenticity. You know?
0: and <laughs> who doesn't have a cousin that the, the you know probably probably said happening right. you know?
1: I like your pants. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> People come up to me with like. I mean, that's happened all my career. You know, with the different yeah. Cheech and Chong bits, but that that movie gets a lot of lines, and they come up to me and say different lines and. I kind of wonder where they're coming from sometimes, you know. But, but yeah. you know,
1: well, the best thing about it now is that you know if you use gifs or gifts, however you want to call them, when you text, it's oh. like they're little animated GIFs. yeah gifs. Just GIFs. GIFs the ultimate debate on what to call them. Don't call them
0: gifs. What are they? <laughs> the, the little like memes, the little animated yeah. bits of video on, on your phone. You can pull but them you, up and you can
1: text to, to like,
0: express something. I don't you know? do it low, uh, enough <laughs> yeah. to. <get> it.
1: <laughs> I could text Lalo and I could look up a gif. Like born in East L.A. and like you would come up, yeah, or yeah. like the the scene of you like showing um, the guys in Tijuana like how to pass, yeah, yeah. like that comes up. Like it <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: should be on every phone. Has yeah, not.
1: I know, right? But it's the way that pop culture and technology kind of blend together. Oh, to to yeah, it's awesome. We're
2: living in the age of the internet, which is the the single greatest invention in the history of the world. It it. It unites everybody globally instantaneously. I can be walking down the street in Nigeria on my phone. All I gotta do is click it and find it. And it's amazing. You know, sometimes it's being used for a doorstop, but, it's, <laughs> but it, sometimes when we learn how to harness that power, we're just learning that. You know, uh-huh. We've seen all the variations yeah. you can get, it's, <sighs> it's gonna send us into space. We're gonna be in space.
1: In Pakistan, do they ever say "Born in East LA. You
2: know, you'd be surprised. <laughs> you would be surprised, man. And different people come, and, yeah. you know, and and they don't really speak English, but they know mm-hmm.
1: that. They know. They, they know. That. Yeah. They know that, and yeah.
2: they relate to you. That's amazing. That is well, yeah. okay.
1: Well, we are at the Citizen Hotel. This is the Look West podcast. I'm Assemblymember Wendy Carrillo, proudly representing East Los Angeles. Uh, and by the is- way, congratulations <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. for
2: winning! How long have you been? Uh-
1: I've been in office for four months. She's really? A- wow. Another a- fetal a- assembly <laughs> a person. And, and, it's a,
2: and it's a two-year appointment. Or two two years,
1: two years, oh. and I run again in June. All right. Ah. So, um, but I, you know, I worked in radio for the past twelve years. Oh yeah, where? Uh, Power 106, actually. Hey. I had my own show, yeah, yeah, okay. as well as labor and all these other things I did. But did, you guys, uh,
2: did you go to uh, college? Yeah,
1: Where? I went to Cal State LA for mm-hmm. my undergrad, went to USC for grad school, oh. first in my family. Um, you and my wife? Yeah, my wife Formally is. undocumented. Really? Yeah. Oh and what I happened? His
0: wife did? Yeah. <laughs> but she's from Russia
1: <laughs> No
0: collusion gets, And this is
1: what gets us in trouble <laughs> We're doing so well
2: <laughs> It's just my gardener and my wife you know? <laughs> I don't know
1: <laughs> so, so representation matters yeah, right? oh, and, and, and I'm here, this is a Look West podcast And I'm here with Lalo Alcaraz and Chich Marines We just kind of you know, get to know each other yeah. And really talk about you know, the impact that we have, as you have, as, as cultural uh, ambassadors of our yeah. community and now in myself in this role now as, a, as an elected member of the assembly. And, you know, what can we do?
2: You know, uh, keep doing what you're doing right now. I mean, you know, we're kind of the highest levels of the state legislature occupied by the uh, Chicano uh, de Leon uh, uh, uh Secretary of State who recruited me if you live long enough <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, uh, he recruited me to be the face, the visual face of uh, the video that they're making to instruct people how to apply for a marijuana license
0: oh yeah, oh, wow. that's right, I heard it's just that. me and mm-hmm. the Secretary of State
1: you know? <laughs> so hashtag if, yes we cannabis yes, yes we <laughs> cannabis,
2: oh, I like that I'm, I'm <laughs> snatching that one right now <laughs> but uh, you know if you live long enough it's you know, and people always tell me, how, "How do you feel?" It's since it's been legal. Since it's always been legal to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, "Oh, oh okay." It's always been morally Morally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, know. But it's, 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 it's You're not going to stop this. You're not going to weave this. It's 29 states right now.
1: Mm-hmm. California certainly is leading the way, but it's okay. it's interesting to think about the legalization now versus. When it wasn't, and how many people have been incarcerated yeah, yeah, because yeah. of that? Yeah. Oh, so well, how do we turn it around? We need
2: to take care of that. Yeah, you know? That would be wonderful to do that, you know, because there's, there's guys doing time for a joint, you know. It's like, but uh, it's it's uh, it's it's turning, you know. It's it's inevitable. That's what's what's great about it. you can see that, that happening because everybody mm-hmm. sees the benefits of of, of of the legalization of it, you know, and it's. You know, all these all these marijuana dispensaries cannot have a bank account. Uh-huh. It's a cash business. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, and I mean, that's millions
0: of dollars all all the time. The big dispensaries they yeah, make a million dollars a week. That's a Wrong-headed, I mean, yeah. doesn't that just drive people underground? Oh, and absolutely. It, it reduces you know, the taxes that you can collect from it, right? I mean, yeah. it might... And I
1: don't think the banks are against it. It's just on the, on the federal it's level. On the banks are never level. against money. But yeah, no.
0: <laughs> right. well, we need to figure
1: out how the banks can like, legally work yeah. within the system. Yeah, so. they've been yeah. trying
2: to figure it out. They, haven't, they don't have the balls to do it. right? I really, that's what it comes down to. We're coming out of probation, prohibition right now. We're coming just like we came out of alcohol prohibition, and that lasted for many years. We're coming out of of marijuana because it was legal before. It was legal until until uh, Dupont wanted to make synthetic fibers, and they wanted to get hemp out of the marketplace because that was they made sails and ropes and cloth and and everything out out of out of hemp. That was that was the fiber, and they started having all these synthetics: nylon, rayon, dacron, orlon. Mostly by the big chemical companies, DuPont, and they were in collusion with the government to get hemp out of the marketplace, and that's where they made marijuana illegal, and then they had to demonize it. That's where the Mexicans come in, you know? (laughs) It was was hemp before, and now it's marijuana. (laughs) The menace of marijuana. Now it's
0: bad. Demon weed.
2: (laughs) And it makes jazz musicians want to uh, make love to white women, you know?
1: Uh, That's a whole on the next podcast we'll talk about. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that was... Pot and jazz.
2: Yeah, oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> hey, there we go. It's creativity, you know? It's like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's 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 amazing when you see the realization of people, well, oh, that's okay, it's, it's legal, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, I, that joint you're smoking is legal now. It's the same one you've been smoking for the
0: last 10 years. I, mean, I, I was walking around Hollywood a couple of years ago, but, going to a meeting yeah. and I looked around and said who is n- I'm the only person not smoking weed here <laughs> it was a cloud of every <laughs> walk by the Chase Bank I walk by this place it's just like everybody's except me is smoking why up. weren't you? Yeah, uh, you
1: know, yeah. I, yeah. I'm not a
0: uh, I, I like. I, I'm an alcoholic. There
1: you go. Okay, there I'm you a go. straight <laughs>
0: alcoholic. A, I live.
2: I, I live in Pacific Palisades in California, in LA, and it's a, it's a very fluent community, and very high. And so, the homeowners' association, the woman who runs it, had to come and they wanted to take out one of the trees, find a big palm tree. So she came in with her crew, and they they set about doing it. And she looks around them, and I says, "You know, you're the only one up here who's not growing pot." <laughs> Get with a, it. <laughs> What's
0: going on? I you don't know. know. It's, <laughs> it's
2: too much bother. Yeah. You know, I've grown pot before, but it's too much bother. To, you know, standing and I'm on the road, and I have to, you know, and it's just to go down to the dispensary and spend forty bucks. And hey, yeah.
1: <laughs> easier.
0: Yeah, much God. easier. God, when I was a, Edibles, a little, a little cholo well. in, in San Diego, we used to smoke that dirt grass stuff oh, that yeah. was yeah. awful. I don't even know if I should try the new stuff. I had to have it. So many different <laughs> strains.
1: It's so like there's so much technology. Behind right now, it there's
2: hundred yeah. new strains coming in the market every week. I'm not kidding. I'm in the business. I see it <laughs> every, every day. how do you even? So, you, my guarantee for our cannabis called Cheech's private stash <laughs> is is that it will always be good. It will not always be the same, but it'll always be good. So that's how we cure it for you.
1: Well, on that note, let's <laughs> begin to to um, wrap it up. Mm, right. Or roll, roll it up. It up. Roll <laughs> it up. <laughs> I wanted to ask, when you need to unwind, what is the... <laughs> Can we just talk about that? <laughs> what is the, the, the song or music that you gravitate to?
2: Ooh. I like jazz. I like like Miles Davis, Alice oh, Coltrane, Miles. John Coltrane. All those guys. Yeah. Yeah, I like, I like jazz. That's
1: awesome. How about what you? about you, Lalo? Me,
2: I
0: love old school funk. I am forever a 15-year-old cholo. Oh, baby. <laughs> yeah. Who's I, your favorite guys? Oh, Which man. Like 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 brick, uh, Zap, uh, you know, all, all some, that. Sliding family festivals. stone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, like Confunction, oh, all really? that. You know, when we rolled in from the airport, there was a long line of lowriders like, going through town. You know, and I was like...
1: I saw some bomber cars. I'm home. They came just for you. In conjunction
2: with the art part of the the Riverside Museum, uh, we're also going to start a Lowrider Museum. There's a building right in back Lowrider culture is international. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really is international. And I think that museum will will get more people than the art museum. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Because... It's an art form.
1: It is. isn't. Know. it's so beautiful. Those yeah, yeah. cars are so, and there's so much money that's being put yeah. into um, yeah. making those cars the way look uh, yeah. the look, and yeah. bounce the way they bounce. And
2: it's a source of pride. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an art form. They're like, wow, they're, they're cool.
0: Yeah. I, I was going to say, at the Peterson Art Museum, I have, uh-huh. I have currently three pieces wow. at, at that art show. Uh-huh. Uh, that's uh, the, low-rider, the low-rider, show. lowrider art show there uh and people should go check it out i think it's going to be yeah. it's going to be up for like 10 years yes
1: <laughs> i, I want to thank i want to thank you both for coming on to the podcast and you've been listening to Look West i am assembly member Wendy Carrillo proudly representing East LA yeah. and what the LA Weekly recently called the tri-hipster area of Echo Park, Highland Park and Silver Lake oh, so, well it happens <laughs> people in Lincoln Heights were like yay not us yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: my <laughs> daughter lives in
1: uh,
2: uh, Silver Lake and my well, my son lives in Boyle Heights. All right, so. yay, <laughs> constituent. Yeah, yeah, baby. <laughs> really.
1: And you can follow both of them at Chichmarine and at Lalo Alcaraz on Twitter. That's yeah. Glug, and you can follow me at Wendy Carrillo. Thank you both so much for being a part of this podcast and for sharing everything from political art, cartoonist Chicano art to cannabis to the future <laughs> of uh, the industry. It's you're there's you're so welcome. much so much more to do.
0: Thank you, Wendy.